Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Hey, IDP Army. Ever think about making your own podcast? Let me tell you about Anchor. It's free. There's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. Anchor will distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more. And you can make some money with your podcast, too, with no minimum listenership. It's got everything that you need to make a podcast all in one place. So what are you waiting for, IDP Army? Download the free Anchor app and go to anchor.fm to get started today. What's up, IDP Army? You already know what it is. Week one, welcome to Defense Matters. We are talking mostly IDP, all fantasy football. I'm your host, Jordan Reigns, at 50 Shades of Drunk on Twitter, if you want to look me up there. Senior writer at DynastyNerds.com, co-host of the IDP 411 podcast, which you guys are probably aware of, but go check that out if you're not. We did it. We made it to week one. We got real football on in a little over 48 hours. I'm pumped. I know you guys are pumped too, and I'm here to help you make, uh, you know, some good decisions week one. You know, the, the, the mission statement of this show is to provide high-quality defensive fantasy contact for listeners and help them make best decisions they can for their team week in, week out. So you already know that's what my ethos is for you guys. That's what I'm going to be doing every week for you. And, yeah, let, let's let's kick it off. Um, real quick before we do that, though, just make sure, if you know, if you're, you're listening, appreciate it. If it's your first time to the show, appreciate that as well. Um, leave us, uh, you know, subscribe, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, you know, Google, Spotify, wherever you're at. You know, if you're on YouTube, subscribe there as well. Uh, leave some comments. You know, we appreciate a five star review around here um, and a rating. And actually, I wanted to read off a rating to you guys. I read one off last week or on the last show. And uh, I want to read off another one because you said, you know, you guys have some nice things to say. I really appreciate it. The rankings help you know, or the ratings and the, the it really just helps the show. You know, the customer reviews. It really helps the show go up in the rankings, which helps more people play high quality fantasy football. So I appreciate that from you guys. Um, so this one came in a couple of weeks ago. It says it's from a it says excellent podcast. Jordan is a rising star in the fantasy or in the IDP industry. Must add if winning your leagues is something you're into. Uh, yeah, I, I agree with that. I appreciate that. Those kind words. Uh, so, yes, you know, if you leave a review, I'm probably going to read it if it's good on the show at some point. So so leave that there. And I'd appreciate that. It's the only thing I'm going to ask from you guys all season. You know, I'm going to give, 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 give. If you want to do something back for me, you can drop a little you can drop a little review on the show. And I'd appreciate that. Um, all right. Well, before we get to the actual meat of the show, a couple other quick housekeeping kind of announcement type things. Um Always remember in season, my rankings are going to cater to sleeper. Now, when you go to the site, you know, which to look up my rankings, go to idparmy.com. There isn't a lot on the site. It's a pretty small setup, but it's going to have your IDP rankings from me on there every week. Um, and they're going to be a little bit different, guys. They're going to, because Fantasy Pros doesn't have guys designated the same way sleeper does. 
So I'm going to do my best to make sure that you're aware of that when we get to a guy in the rankings who you're like, oh, in my, you know, in my platform, he's not that as designation. I'm trying to cater to sleeper because that's where I play most of my IDP fantasy. I know a lot of people that listen to us play IDP fantasy there. And I honestly, I mean, it's just it's a fast growing platform. I think this time next year, it's going to be kind of a uniformly known as the number one platform to play fantasy on. No shade to MFL, no shade to ESPN. You know, no shade at Flea Flicker. I mean, everybody's got a good thing going on at different spots. But as far as user friendly, um, you know, an interface that's intuitive, uh, Sleeper has just got it going on there. So that's what I'm going to cater to this year. They also do the IDP one, two, three, three designations. You guys know I love that um, defensive back linebacker, <clears throat> excuse me, and then uh, your DL spot. Uh, so that's kind of what we're going to be looking at here too. Uh, sleeper or not sleeper fantasy pros does that too. in the way they do their, have their rankings set up. So that's what we're going to do real quick rundown on IDP one, two, three scoring, just in case anybody is not aware yet. Um, one point plays are quarterback hits and assisted tackles. Two point plays are solo tackles, tackles for loss. Three point plays are forced bumbles, bumble recoveries, pass defended safety block kicks. And then six point plays are sacks or interceptions or IDP touchdowns. Uh, there should be a new updated uh, version of that article coming out. Probably by the time this episode airs, you guys will be able to find that on DynastyNerds.com. My man John Glosser is helping me out, put some uh, refining the original version of the text. Um, I really encourage you guys to check that out. It's not some you know little eight hundred word, thousand word little piece you know full of opinion. I mean it's a it's a two thousand plus word article with a ton of research with a lot of you know r and d went into this all last off season a lot of uh you know discussions with people about scoring you know a lot of research into metrics and into you know the uh, probability of certain things happening and how those things should be valued a lot of good conversations have had to get i d p one two three scoring where it is like I said, it's always customizable. Variations are welcome. You know, if you want to switch it up a little bit, we encourage that. But check out that article. It's going to be really good. Um, and I'm really and John put a lot of uh, interesting bits in there, too, to layer on what I'd already had ready for for the world whenever we launched it. So go check that out. And let me see any more housekeeping. Oh, yeah. And then make sure if you guys want to check me out on the uh, get a hold of me in season. The easiest way you're going to be able to get a hold of me is go to patreon.com forward slash all gas. That is the Destination Devi. You'll get in the Discord there. They have an IDP channel, and I'm kind of heading up the IDP department over there, guys. That's where I'm going to be first and foremost in season. If you want to catch me, that's where I'll be. Obviously, I'll still be in my DMs. I'll still be on Facebook, you know, in the groups. I'll still be interacting on Twitter with anybody that leaves me comments. But number one priority is going to be there, helping those people who are very interested in, you know, growing IDP. You know, the Devi community is very similar to the IDP community, and it's getting bigger. So a lot of those guys are really into IDP. So come on over there, guys. The water's fine. And that's where you can find me first and foremost all off season. And then, yeah, and Sunday morning, 9.30 a.m., Eastern time, me, Jared, Steve, we'll have the crew back. IDP Army livecast. We'll be doing start sit questions. We'll be doing a little bit of matchup talk, you know, injury talk. You know, that's when we'll get the final, you know, who's going to be active, inactives coming in, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. So make sure you're tuning in on Sunday mornings with us on the YouTube channel. And it should be on Twitter on our Periscope. So let's talk a little bit of player news now before we get into the actual rankings. Um, Jadavian Clowney signs with the Titans. I have him slotted in, I think, as DL33. He's a DL3 to me. Um, DL2 is kind of his upside. And what I think, maybe he can do better or not. I don't feel comfortable with him as anything more than a low-end DL2 going into the season. Uh, Sean Davis was cut by the Redskins, but was uh, quickly picked back, back up by Pittsburgh, where he was previously. So he's with Pittsburgh right now, backing up uh, Fitzpatrick. 
Ryan Connolly, a guy that a lot of people in the Giants organization were excited about or said they were excited about. Uh, he got cut, got picked up by Minnesota. What else we got going on? Uh, Cam Hayward, defensive tackle, defensive end for the Steelers, got a four-year, $71.4 million uh, extension, which is awesome. You will hear about him shortly in the DL section of the Week 1 rankings because he's got a cushy matchup. Um, and then we have a few other cuts. Todd Davis got cut from Denver. He should land somewhere eventually. Uh, James Burgess from the Jets was cut. Donald Payne from the Redskins was cut. And then Shaquem Griffin from the Seattle Seahawks was cut. And then we had a couple of guys that are ending up on IR to start the season. Uh, Kamal Martin uh, from Green Bay, linebacker Eli Apple, defensive back uh, Garen Conley, defensive back, and then Patrick Onwusar also ended up on IR to start the season. So don't play any of those guys week one. There's your uh, there's your freebie for the week. No, that's too easy. That's a layup. So keep an eye on those guys, though. You know, I don't I don't know. I think they can eligible come back in a few weeks. Um, Patrick Onosuar is maybe the most fantasy relevant, and that's not really saying much. But you'll want to definitely monitor that. And yeah, that gives the uh, the Jets linebacker guys, uh, Neville Hewitt and Cashman, a little bit of a bump. So, all right, let's get to what you're here for. Let's get to those Week One IDP rankings. Um, oh, I have one other thing I completely forgot. Guys, I have a uh, giveaway that I have for you all. It's a Dynasty Nerds giveaway. We're going to give away a free month of Dynasty Nerds GM and then a Nerd Herb membership. Um, I have that promo code available for you. I'm going to announce the winner on, what's the date on that? September 20th. I'll put that probably on my Twitter feed. Basically, to be entered into that uh, giveaway contest, all I want you to do is, like I said earlier, you know, leave a review and then screenshot it and then DM it to me at 50 Shades of Drunk on Twitter. And I will announce the winner of that and you'll get a free month of Nerd Herd and you'll get a free month of the Dynasty Nerds uh, GM tool with, or Dynasty GM tool, which is awesome. I mean, you guys, if you haven't already checked it out, if you didn't get the earlier uh, free month or whatever when we first launched it, you missed out. But, but it's awesome. It's got flea flicker capabilities now, MFL, sleeper capabilities, imports all your leagues, let you know how your league stacks up or your team stacks up against your teammates, all that good stuff. So got one of those to give away. You know what to do to get that. All right. So. Without further ado, let's jump into the week one rankings. We're going to start with DL. Going to try to keep the format DL, linebacker, and defensive backs for this show. And yeah, I'm going to try to keep this under an hour for you guys. Your time's valuable. My time's valuable. So let's do this thing. So for week one, my top 12 guys, and again, these are going to be catered to sleeper, are Nick Bosa, Joey Bosa, Zadarius Smith, Aaron Donald, Miles Garrett, Cam Hayward at six, Dante Fowler, Demarcus Lawrence, J.J. Watt, Daniil Hunter, Cameron Jordan, and Chandler Jones. Those are my top 12 defensive linemen. Now, um, earlier in the earlier week or two ago, I kind of teased that Joey Bosa was going to be my number one play for week one. I've changed that. You know, I've, I looked at the matchup. Um, you know, Arizona is who uh, Nick Bosa gets to play week one. Um, they have a really bad pass protection off offensive line. So that's an extremely plus matchup for a guy like Joey Bosa or Nick Bosa, who's already elite. Uh, Cincinnati's line is not great either, but it's a little bit of an easier matchup, I guess, easier uh, or harder matchup, tougher matchup. So I gave Nick the edge in week one. Uh, he should have a, he should be primed for a big week. You know, I'm interested to see how these offenses are going to be running week one without a lot of practice time, without a lot of live reps. And I know the defense is going to be hitting on all cylinders. These guys are probably rip-roaring and ready to go. So 
Nick Bosa's got a great matchup. Uh, so he's won two. Like I said, Joey Bosa came in at number two. He's got a great matchup against a rookie quarterback with a not-so-great offensive line in Cincinnati. Uh, Zadarius Smith came in three. This is one of the first discrepancies you'll see if you're on the website, idparmy.com, looking at my rankings. He is actually a linebacker ranking. You can't put him in DL on Fantasy Pros. But in Sleeper, he's DL eligible. He's got a great matchup, guys. Week one, he plays Minnesota. They have like the worst pass protection offensive line matchup of the week. Uh, and he has he's a pressure machine and he converts too. So uh Kirk Cousins is gonna be in a lot of trouble. And I love Kirk Cousins. My love of Kirk Cousins can be documented back three, four, five years. Kirk Cousins loves to let the ball fly out of his hand. Um Zadarius Smith has got a great matchup week one. I almost put him above Nick and Joey, but I just just couldn't pull the trigger quite yet, but because some of the extras aren't there for him like they are for the other guys, the pass deflections are a little bit lower for him than Nick Bosa, for example, through his career. But um, that's a great matchup. So you definitely want to have Zadarius Smith in your lineups week one as a high leverage play. Number four, Aaron Donald, another great matchup. We know what Aaron Donald did he, is he's a monster. Um, he can get around it. He can beat any offensive lineman in the league. He can be double teams, triple teams. Um He's got a pretty pretty okay matchup, too, against Dallas. Might be a little bit tougher than some of the other guys, but I'm trusting Aaron Donald and his ability to produce behind the line of scrimmage in almost any situation. Uh, so he is a he's a high-level play in week one. Miles Garrett comes in at number five. You know, we all know what Miles Garrett is capable of doing. Um, he's playing Baltimore week one. Baltimore's offensive line is, again, a little bit questionable, especially for pass blocking. Yeah, they made a lot of their hay in the run game last year, and then the super efficiency of Lamar Jackson. We all know that. Uh, Miles Garrett has not played football in quite a while, and I expect him to take this opportunity to remind people who he is and what he's capable of week one against the reigning NFL MVP. So watch out for him week one. He's my number five guy. Number six, we got Cam Hayward. Like I said, he got the he gets the uh, the New York Giants. Giants line is, I mean, it's about as bad as you can get. We've also got Mr. Fumble up there and Daniel Jones. Um, and their defense is probably, I don't know. I mean, with TJ Watt, with stuff on to it, with Cameron Hayward, with Minka in the back out there, you know, and then you got, <clears throat> excuse me, Devin Bush in the middle. I mean, it's, it's, they're going to give, they're going to give the Giants a hard time week one on Monday Night Football. I expect Cam Hayward to go out there and let people know why he just got paid big money, why he's going to spend the rest of his career with the Steelers and let the Steeler Nation know week one early that they're here to, you know, represent my Steelers. We're trying to go all the way. So seven, I have Dante Fowler. He's got a pretty good matchup against the Seattle. Um, last year against Seattle, he had two sacks against them in the two different games that they played them with the Rams. He is a little banged up. He has a, a some sort of a ankle sprain or something I saw. So I was a little bit scared to get him in my top 10, but you know what? I'm, I'm just going to trust it. I'm going to trust that, you know, he got paid. He's been back to practice since then. He should be set up to have a good week one. Uh, Demarcus Lawrence, you guys know what he's capable of. I expect him to have a bounce back week. He's playing the Rams. <clears throat> this will be a statement game for Demarcus Lawrence, I think. I think he I think he really is out to prove something this year. Um, J.J. Watt gets Kansas City on Thursday night. I'm, I'm hopeful that he's not real tough on my dude Mahomes, but I know what J.J. Watt's capable of. I know every player on the Chiefs is as well, and you're, you, know, you, you know J.J. Watt's going to get something done. Um, so I'm fully, fully on board with him. Daniel Hunter, I have at 10. Some people are gonna be like, oh, that's a little bit low for Daniel Hunter. Dur, 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 dur. That's fine. Um, you know, Green Bay has a pretty decent offensive line. 
Everson Griffin is gone. I know they did bring in Yannick, who should, you know, help a little bit, but I'm just I just want to see what this what this line, what this defense looks like, what this, you know, this team looks like overall with Minnesota. So I just faded him a little bit week one. He's still a top 10 play. I'm still expecting him to, you know, get the high tackle numbers because he always seems to do that. He's always odds are he could get a sack. Um, But some of the other things that you like guys to do just when they don't do that, like the pass deflections throughout his career just aren't there. Some of these plays just aren't there. His quarterback hits throughout his career are not as high as some of the other guys on this list. I think he's only been over 20 once or twice, and it's barely over 20. And some of these guys are getting up into the 30s, 40s on a, you know, at least 25, 30 on a consistent basis, some of these other guys on this list. So a little, little, not saying I'm skeptical, but I'm fading him just a little bit week one. So there's my honest God truth. Cameron Jordan, I got him next um, at 11, playing Brady, playing the Bucks. Bucks offensive line is kind of eh, but Brady likes to throw it away. So, and he's a very smart player. So I think Cam Jordan might have a little more trouble than, than not getting to him, but he's still, he's still a top tier play any week. He does get the pass deflections. He does get all those other things. And then Chandler Jones rounds out my top 12. Again, he will not be on the fantasy pros rankings that you guys look at on idparmy.com, but he is in my top 12. If you're in a sleeper designation, if you're watching this on YouTube, if you see the graphic that I'm going to post on Twitter, he will be in my top 12 rankings. And you should know why, because on sleeper, he's a defensive lineman. Um, and he's got a good matchup too. San Francisco's offensive line is kind of meh. And I mean, we know what Chandler Jones is 19 sacks last year. I mean, buckets of tackles for losses, buckets of forced fumbles. I mean, he's a, he's a game record. Honestly, he should probably be a little bit higher, but I'm going to stick with him at 12 for week one. So that's my top 12. I'm going to read down the next, uh, next 12 guys for you. It's just the guys who just missed outside. So we had Sam Hubbard come in at 13, Justin Houston, 14, Eric Armstead, 15, Carlos Dunlap, 16, DeForest Buckner, 17, Chris Jones, 18, Grady Jarrett, 19, Frank Clark, 20, Robert Quinn, 21, Calais Campbell, 22, Max Crosby, 23, and then Jason Pierre-Paul rounding out the top 24 at 24. Um, I'm just going to kind of highlight the, the the guys in here that I kind of really like a little more than others. Sam Hubbard, LA Chargers, you know, he and Dunlap are both should be really good plays week one against uh, – I mean, it's not a rookie quarterback, but I mean, Tyrod's not Tyrod's not a game wrecker by any means. And Carlos Dunlap and Sam Hubbard, yeah, they're not the flashiest linebackers or defensive linemen in the league, but they both finished top 15 last year, uh, and they both did it without hitting uh, double-digit sacks. So these guys get the work for you. Uh, so even if the sacks don't fall their way, they have such a solid floor. Uh, you know, they, they're both top 15 plays for me this week. Um, Justin Houston came in at, uh, 13 playing Jacksonville again that's kind of self-explanatory that should be a plus matchup for them that defense should get that offense give that offense hell basically all game um, DeForest Buckner is also in that top 15 then we got Chris Jones Grady Jarrett Frank Clark down there towards the end like 18 19 20 range um, and guys I'm sorry sometimes it's going to be a little hard for me to keep track because again some of these guys are sleeper numbers uh, rankings and some of them are just I'm looking at my fantasy pros lineup. So if I get my numbers just a little confused, you bear with me. Um, but Chris Jones, Grady Jarrett, Frank Clark, they're all like 18, 19, 20. They got really good matchups. They are defensive tackles. Um, so, you know, a lot of people give them a little bit more of the fade than the defensive linemen, and that's fine. I really like that grouping, though. DeForest Buckner's in there as well. Uh, Eric Armstead, inside-outside guy. Um, as solid twos. And, I mean, you get you have one upside with these guys, especially with Chris Jones versus Houston. 
Um, you know, Frank Clark, uh, my buddy Jared, thinks he's going to have a big breakout season. Frank Clark did look really, really good in the playoffs, including that game against Houston. So I could see that. He's in my top 20. Robert Quinn, I've been banging the drum for him all offseason. He has been a quality player for a long time. He had a really good season last year with the Cowboys, kind of looked rejuvenated, refreshed. I like him going to Chicago. I think that Detroit matchup week one is going to be good. Um, then we have Calais Campbell. I'm not really sure what they're going to do with him, but he's playing against uh, Baker Mayfield week one. I mean, he's going to he's going to disrupt some things. I think there's a I think there's a pretty good chance he has a sack week one. I have him like I said, he's at twenty twenty one. He's at twenty in my rankings on Fantasy Pros. I think that actually ends up being right around twenty two or twenty three. And uh, if you're on the sleeper designations, and then Max Crosby at twenty one, and then or twenty three, and then Jason Pierre-Paul at twenty four. Um, Max Crosby, not a big pressure guy, but he did get home on a lot of sacks last year. He does have pass deflection force fumble ability. He's long. They say he's added muscle this offseason. He gets Teddy two gloves week one. I like that as a disruptive matchup. And I really wanted to move him up a little bit more, but I just at the end of the day, I, you know, I want these rankings to reflect how I really feel. And these are all guys that I've mentioned ahead that I would probably play ahead of him pretty confidently. So he's right there. And then we have Jason Pierre-Paul. Again, New Orleans has a good offensive line. Um, Shaq Barrett last year, two of his worst games of the season were against New Orleans. Their their line's pretty good at keeping their guys upright. Uh, Jason Pierre-Paul's going to be in a similar boat. So I think that there's a little less upside with them. But because, you know, because Jason Pierre-Paul is an elite pass rusher, I'm going to trust that, you know, Jason Pierre-Paul could get home in a way that some of these other guys a little lower on the list do not. So that rounds out my top 24 defensive linemen. I'm going to read them back to you guys one more time. So week one, top 24 defensive linemen. Number one, I got Nick Bosa. Number two, I got Joey Bosa. Number three, Zadarius Smith. Number four, Aaron Donald. Number five, Miles Garrett. Number six, Cameron Hayward. Number seven, Dante Fowler. Number eight, Demarcus Lawrence. Nine, J.J. Watt. Ten, Daniel Hunter. Eleven, Cameron Jordan. Twelve, Chandler Jones. 13, Sam Hubbard, 14, Justin Houston, 15, Eric Armstead, 16, Carlos Dunlap, 17, DeForest Buckner, 18, Chris Jones, 19, Grady Jarrett, 20, Frank Clark, 21, Robert Quinn, 22, Clays Campbell, 23, Max Crosby, and 24, Jason Pierre-Paul. So if you guys can go check those out on site, like I said, they'll be just a tad different because on the site, they don't. Some of those guys don't have the uh, the DL tag like they do on Sleeper, but you can see the rankings. These will be updated to throughout the week if things change, but I wanted to give you guys kind of my thoughts going into the week on those guys. So let us move forward. Let's talk about these week one linebackers. All right. So if you're watching on YouTube, got the cool graphic up. So I'm just going to read off my top 12 for you guys and kind of do the same thing I just did. So number one, play of the week, Bobby Wagner. Two, Jalen Smith. Three, Joe Schobert. Four, Darius Leonard. Five, Blake Martinez. Six, TJ Watt. Seven, Roquan Smith. Eight, Levante David. Nine, Jordan Hicks. Ten, Demario Davis. Eleven, Zach Cunningham. And 12, Leighton Vander Esch. Um, quickly, got both of the... Um, Cowboys starting linebackers in here. They play the Rams week one. We know the Rams love to pass. We know golf sits back there and throws it. 
So we know there's going to be, you know, extended drives. We know there's going to be plenty of tackle opportunities. Both these guys last season when they were both playing were putting up double-digit tackle games in the same game on a pretty consistent basis until Van Der Esch went out. Um, both have big play upside. Both have coverage skills. So there's nothing not to love about them. They both made it into my top 12. Um, but number one is Bobby Wagner. He plays Atlanta against, you know, they're in Atlanta. Another team that's going to throw the ball a lot. There should be plenty of opportunities for Bobby Wagner to knock passes down, to get plenty of tackles. He has a super high tackle rate throughout his career. Um, 140-something tackles this last year. He basically He's basically a lock for 140 tackles every single year. He is my he was one of my only Tier 1. I had two Tier 1 linebackers coming into the season. They were Bobby Wagner and Darius Leonard. So Bobby Wagner sits chief and supreme week one. Like I said, Jalen Smith, he's my number two guy. He's just – he's capable. He can do anything and everything all over the field. We've got a great matchup. Joe Schobert is the next one. Uh, some people might be surprised to see him ahead of Darius Leonard. That really just comes down to the fact that I anticipate the Colts to kind of be on the field more offensively. On this Jacksonville team without a chain mover like Fournette, I'm a little worried that they're going to be coming off a lot. So Schobert's going to get a lot of run week one. Um, against Phillip Rivers, who likes to check it down. Uh, you know, and they have a solid run game. You know, they have their one-two punch they've been, you know, talking about with Marlon Mack and Jonathan Taylor. So Joe Schobert's going to be touching Jonathan. He's going to be bumping into those guys a lot week one. So Joe Schobert gets a big, big bump. You know, he's capable in coverage. He can get a couple of sacks a season, uh, and I expect the tackles to be there for him week one. Darius Leonard, same game. He's still pretty high just because he is the maniac. He is, you know, he's the Christian McCaffrey. He's the Jamal Adams. I mean, he is that difference maker at the position. He's that Lamar Jackson. So even though maybe he's not going to be on the field a bazillion snaps week one because his, you know, they're going to be able to get them off in, you know, quick, quick drives. Um, he's always a threat for an interception. He's always a threat for a sack with the speed he's got. So you got to keep him high. And especially against, you know, a team that looks like they're, I don't know if this is the right way to even call it, finding themselves. Uh, Jacksonville, I don't know if they're finding themselves or losing themselves, but they're definitely losing more and more good players. Um, so, whatever. Next on the list, Blake Martinez. He comes in at six. So, I got Blake Martinez. Here's two more guys that are in back-to-back matchups, just like those guys. I have Blake Martinez and TJ Watt. Um, Blake Martinez plays Pittsburgh. I, with Big Ben back, I expect them to be throwing more. Blake Martinez is a consistently high-tackle guy. I, I love him for week one. TJ Watt comes in next. That's a cush matchup. The Giants have a crappy offensive line. Cam Hayward, his running mate on the defensive line. I, I have to put him in here as a linebacker because on sleeper as well, he is a linebacker. But I got him at six. I expect him to have a sack. I mean, if he doesn't have a sack week one, I will. I'll. I'll you'll. You'll hear about it from me. I'll be mad. So I'm expecting TJ Watt to have an impressive week one. Uh, I have him up there in my top six. Roquan Smith, I have at seven, uh, coming back after the pectoral injury that kind of took him out near the end of last year. Was it pec injury or neck injury? I'm pretty sure it was pec injury. Um, but he was really coming a hot there towards the end of the season. We know what he is. He's he's a he's a game wrecker. He's capable of doing it all. He's very similar to like Jalen Smith on the way that he plays. He can he can cover. He can get behind the line of scrimmage and he can get high high tackles. And he's got a good running mate too with him in uh, um, Danny Trevathan. Uh, Levante David, I have him in my top eight. I do not have Devin White in my top 12. I do have Levante David. I I was on the Hammercast last night and was asked about that for the season long. And it really just comes to, we know Levante David is a super, super alpha dog. Um, So he's always going to be, you know, 
eating into the production of Devin White, I guess. I mean, some people might say that's not how it works. But at the end of the day, if you have another capable player playing next to you, he's going to try to succeed, which means you're not just competing for the ball. You're competing against him, too. So Levante Davis is not going to be shown up by a younger guy. I got him still ahead of him in week one. They play New Orleans. Um, we know Drew Brees and the Saints, they like to – the long extended drives, you know, death by a thousand cuts is what I call the Michael Thomas game. So, you know, we're using all three downs. We're going all the way down the field. We're going to eat up a bunch of clock. So I imagine Levante David should have plenty of tackle opportunities week one against the Saints. Jordan Hicks comes in next at eight or nine. And then Demario Davis uh, Hicks plays San Francisco best linebacker in the league last year. Uh, number one linebacker at IDP one, two, three scoring have ton, a ton of tackles. Got a few sacks home, um, interception or two, I believe, as well, and a couple of pass deflections. I mean, he was just crushing last year. First season fully healthy, um, and we know Arizona's their offense is a little better, so maybe they're not on the field quite as much this year. Uh, but they're still playing San Francisco, so we know that they're they don't have any field stretchers right now in San Francisco, so they're going to be you know living that intermediate area of the field. So I could see I could see a Hicks with a big week. Demario Davis, kind of the same kind of same argument for Levante David you know Tom Brady Tom Brady does have field stretchers though so um but Demario Davis gets home with sacks he gets home with big plays when you need him he can get behind the line of scrimmage I'm fully confident in his ability to score week one against uh, the the Tampa Bay Buccaneers um Zach Cunningham came in at 11 we all know what Zach Cunningham can do led the AFC South in sack or tackles last year just got a big contract himself uh so don't sleep on him he's a name that you'll probably cure a lot more this season than you did last year just because i think that uh people are going to catch on that he's he's a, he's a top tier play and then we have Leighton Van Der Esch rounding it out uh, needs no introduction top top 10 linebacker 2 years ago as a as a rookie uh he and uh, Darius Leonard took the league by storm, came in last year, was still was, had a hot start to the season, injured his neck. People were really worried about that. He went out. He came, he, he injured his neck. He came back in for a little bit, uh, I think the week after that, but he re-injured it. So they took him out, put him on IR for the season. He has said himself multiple times that he is 100%. He's been saying that for a few months. He said, I've been hitting hard. My rehab has been done. He said, I don't even think about my neck anymore. He's like, I want to play football. So I'm I'm putting it back up in my top 12, guys. Let, let's go. On the season, I have them a little bit lower, just, you know, my rankings, just because I think the chance of re-injury with the neck thing, it's just I'm a little tentative, but week one, fire them up. Let's do this thing. So LVE is in my top 12. All right, so I'm going to read you guys the, the next 12 on my list. So I'm going through my top 24 here. So at 13, I have Devin White. 14, Devin Bush. 15, now this is where the fantasy pros and the sleeper thing is going to overlap a little. At 15, I've got Chandler Jones as my number 15 linebacker on the week. Uh, Corey Littleton at 16, Danny Trevathan at 17, Jayon Brown at 18, Christian Kirksey at 19, Shaq Thompson at 20, Deion Jones 21, Fred Warner at 22, uh, Tremaine Edmonds 23, and Eric Kendricks 24. Uh, Actually... I'm sorry, guys. I need to make a small adjustment on the fly. Sorry, I didn't realize I had Zadarius in the wrong spot. Okay, let me read that back to you again. Devin Bush, Devin White, same. Zadarius Smith is 15 for me if you're doing linebacker Zadarius Smith. Chandler Jones, 16. Corey Littleton, 17. Danny Trevathan, 18. Jayon Brown, 19. Christian Kirksey, Shaq Thompson, Deion Jones, Fred Warner, and Tremaine Edmonds is now my 24th. That moved Eric Kendricks down to 25. Um, Zadarius Smith, I went over it in the, in the DL rankings earlier. I mean, he's got basically the most cush mashup for a DL uh, in the league. 
Um, you know, he's he gets home on his sacks. He has tons of pressures. He gets a slight knock because he's not quite a do-it-all defensive lineman like T.J. Watt, like Chandler Jones. He's not batting down passes at left and right. He's not causing a lot of forced fumbles and turnovers. Um, but he is getting the pressure and he is getting home. So he's a he's a he's a guy I would play as my as a linebacker too safely in week one, along with Chandler Jones there at sixteen. Uh, Devin and Devin I, at thirteen and fourteen. I mean, Devin White's ahead of Devin Bush just because he's playing the Saints. I think they're going to be, be on the field for more offensive snaps than the Giants will, who Devin Bush is playing. Corey Littleton at 17. Carolina, I'm just so I'm just so afraid that Carolina is going to be just bad, and Corey Littleton's not really going to have a lot of opportunities to go out there and get a lot of points week one. That's why it might seem like a hard fade. I didn't want him this far down, but I just kept thinking I'd rather play this guy over Corey Littleton week one. I'd rather play this guy over Corey Littleton. And that's kind of where he found himself in my rankings. He's still a solid deal or linebacker too. I mean, play him as your linebacker one. I mean, he could very easily outperform the 17 ranking, and I've got him out week one, but that's just kind of my confidence level on him going into this week. 18, Danny Trevathan. I went over earlier why Roquan is a guy that I love going into the uh, week one. Same situation for Danny Trevathan. Basically, he and he was outperforming Roquan last season during the weeks that they were playing together. Um, so he's capable. Uh, you know, I not to say, I still think Roquan at the end of the season probably would have been the better play had they both played all things being equal, but they both got injured, so we can't really ever know who would have been better. But when they were both on the field, Danny Trevathan was the value play because he was basically getting he was getting like one point more per game or something along those lines uh, over Roquan Smith quietly. He also got injured towards the end of the season, hurt his elbow, so we didn't get to see the full season from him. Jayon Brown at 19, similar situation to what I was saying with Devin Bush. They're playing Denver. You know, I just don't know how I just don't know how much Denver is going to be on the field offensively for Brown to produce. And once Derrick Henry gets out there and starts running the clock down, I mean, Jayon Brown's going to kick his feet up, take his helmet off, you know, start sipping on that Gatorade in the third quarter because it's over. Um, 20, Christian Kirksey plays Minnesota. I'm really excited for him for this season. Um, I probably maybe should have him a little bit higher. Uh, he might go up in my rankings guys before the week's over right now. He's at 20. I'm going to, you know, I'm going to do another sweep of these all week as news comes in, but I wanted to get this out to you guys to, you know, kind of where my head's at. Be sure to check the website, idparmy.com. You guys will see them updated there. Uh, the link for this too, will be in the description of the show on YouTube. It'll be a description of the show on, uh, anchor or, you know, Google podcast or Google or Apple Off podcast or Spotify, wherever I'll make sure to put a link to that for you guys. So you can actually go look at the week one rankings and see them as they're updated. Um, Deion Jones at 22, Fred Warner, 23, Tremaine Evans, 24. All right. Deion Jones at 22. He just was not overly impressive for me last year. I don't even think he had a single double digit tackle game. Uh, in 2019, I have to double check that just to be sure, but he just was not overly impressive to me last year. Um, I still got him. He's a safe linebacker too. I think you can play with some confidence, but I'm not playing him as a linebacker one until I see him go out there and have a high level linebacker one week. Um, that's kind of my take on it. Fred Warner. We need to monitor Fred Warner guys. He is on the COVID IR right now. I don't know when he's coming back. I don't know if he has COVID. I don't know if he came in contact with someone who has COVID. I don't know. I know basically as much as you guys know at this point, which is not a whole lot. So I would say his week one is definitely in jeopardy. And if he has COVID, then his next week could be in jeopardy too. So keep an eye on that. He's at 23 right now. That's kind of where my confidence is. I've still, if we had to lock in starting rosters right now, 
I'm going to leave him on there because it seems like a lot of guys that go on the COVID list are off the COVID list pretty shortly thereafter. But I'm not playing him as a one-week one right now because I'm a little worried. He might go up if he comes off the IR. Again, check out the rankings on the site. And then Tremaine Edmonds at 24. Tremaine Edmonds is a beast. I love Tremaine Edmonds. I think people think I don't love him because I don't rank him super high. But I just I need to see him hit his upside before I start ranking him near his upside. Um, he's at 24 for me this week. Honestly, you, I mean, you, that's I feel like, you know, anybody in this top 24 it could push into that top 12. Um, but he plays the Jets. Jets suck. I mean, maybe he gets a turnover. But again, I don't think that he's going to be have a lot of opportunities to produce out there. I think the guy that you might even want to look at over him, you know, who might be a little more stream worthy might be you know, like a Neville, like a Neville Hewitt or, you know, Blake Cashman. Those guys will probably be out there in full force week one. Um, so they're a little bit lower in my rankings week one just because they're not exactly world beaters at the linebacker position. Um, I'll give you guys an idea of where I have them ranked right now. I got Cashman right now at 29 and I've got Hewitt at 33. So, I mean, I, I think they could produce. I just don't see them as I just don't think the big plays are necessarily going to be there for those guys. So I'm a little bit more of a fade on them than Tremaine Edmonds, but be wary. All right, so that finishes up my linebackers. I'm going to read them off to you guys one more time. Starting at the tippity-tip top, we got number one, Bobby Wagner, number two, Jalen Smith, number three, Joe Schobert, number four, Blake Martinez, number five, TJ Watt, number, oh, sorry, number five. Okay, sorry, I'm going to start over again. <laughs> number one, Bobby Wagner, number two, Jalen Smith, number three, Joe Schobert. Number four, Darius Leonard. Number five, Blake Martinez. Number six, TJ Watt. Number seven, Roquan Smith. Number eight, Levante David. Number nine, Jordan Hicks. Number 10, Demario Davis. Number 11, Zach Cunningham. Number 12, Leighton Vanderesh. Number 13, Devin White. Number 14, Devin Bush. Number 15, Sedarius Smith. Number 16, Chandler Jones. Number 17, Corey Littleton. Number 18, Danny Trevathan. Number 19, Jayon Brown. Number 20, Christian Kirksey. Number 21, Shaq Thompson. Number 22, Deion Jones. Number 23, Fred Warner. And number 24, Tremaine Edmonds. So these are kind of the uh, guys I'm expecting to really show out in week one. These are the guys I'm most confident dropping into my lineups week one at the linebacker position. So let us move on now, finally to the defensive back position for week one. There may be a few in here that will surprise you guys. But, all right, without further ado, week one defensive back rankings. I got number one. I'm going to read through the top 12 real quick. Number one, I got Jamal Adams. Number two, Buda Baker. Three, Landon Collins. Four, Jabril Peppers. Five, John Johnson. Six, Harrison Smith. Seven, Jordan Poyer. Eight, Von Bell. Nine, Tracy Walker. Ten, Jesse Bates. 11, Tyron Matthew, 12, Taylor Rapp, 13, Terrell Edmonds, 14, Marlon Humphreys, 15, Jonathan Abrams, 16, Minka Fitzpatrick, 17, Chuck Clark, 18, Marcus Peters, 19, Justin Simmons, 20, Kevin Byer, 21, Kyle Duggar, 22, Kari Willis, 23, Jeremy Chen, and 24, Tredavis White. I noticed I was going to stop at 12, but I didn't realize I'd passed 12 until I was like 15, so. But breaking down the, the top guys, we've got Jamal Adams. He's got a cushy matchup similar to Bobby Wagner and he are both top of their positions. Um, they've got a great matchup against Atlanta week one. Uh, Prez is going to Prez. Um, so I love him. Put him in your lineups confidently week one. He's going to crush. Buda Baker comes in at number two. Um, he should have a good little matchup against uh, old Kittle again. That week he played Kittle last season on Thursday Night Football. 
Um, you know, he let Kittle catch a lot of those balls, which, I mean, Kittle does that. I mean, he'll do that to anybody. But that just made tackle opportunities and solo tackle opportunities for Buda Baker and a couple of high-level high pass deflection opportunities too. So if he's matched up again or if, you know, Simmons is matched up on, I assume they'll both be matched up. I assume that Buda Baker will be matched up on um, on Kittle again a good bit. So he could have a really, really big week one. And especially, uh, you know, I imagine he's the kind of guy too that went back and he's probably watched the tape on that game like a thousand times. So it's, it should be an interesting week one for Buda Baker. Uh, two, Landon Collins, he plays Philly. I mean, he's going to destroy Philly. I mean, he's such a good, he's such a good defensive player. Um, Jack Del Rio, you know, their defensive coordinator. Um, we know that Ron Rivera, defensive-minded coach. I mean, they're probably going to blitz the hell out of Carson Wentz week one, and I imagine uh, Landon Collins is going to be a part of that. I, I'm really excited for this week one matchup for him. These top three guys, all three of them, I think, are going to be a, a great plays week one. Uh, Jabril Peppers comes in at four. Pittsburgh is going to run this game, I got a feeling, so Jabril Peppers is going to be out there with a lot of tackle opportunities. He and Blake Martinez both in top five with their positions, uh, IDP-wise, just because I love that matchup. John Johnson gets Dallas. Uh, I don't. Their linebacker situation with the Rams is something I haven't even really tried to pretend to understand or know anything about all offseason. I don't know. I don't know who's going to do what there. All I know is that John Johnson, when he's on the field, he's a boss, and there's nobody else around to be that boss right now. Um, Court Littleton's gone. I mean, it's John Johnson, Taylor Rapp, and uh, Aaron Donald IDP-wise on this team, and they're all top 12 plays uh, week one at their respective positions. So Harrison Smith comes in at six. I mean, Harrison Smith isn't a high tackle number guy, but his, his impact plays are there. I mean, 24, 23, 24 over the last three seasons. I've said it before. He's going to have an impact. He almost has two impact plays a week. So, you know, if, just because he gets one or two less tackles a week, he's doing other things on the field that some of these other safeties just can't do like a, a Jesse Bates, for instance. Um, let's go seven. We got Jordan Poyer, similar situation, high, high, uh, impact play numbers. He does get a little bit higher on the tackle number though, or he has in recent years, broken over a hundred last two seasons in a row. I believe Von Bell was on pace to crush a hundred tackles last season, missed a couple of games. He had right around 90 with the saints, uh, expect him to kind of slide right into that high tackle role that the, um, Bengals have had with Sean Williams this last couple of years. People are saying maybe they'll play more three safety sets, Blah, 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 blah. They brought in Von Bell. They paid Von Bell a lot of money. I think Von Bell is going to be the guy who's on the field the most. Um, we know that Sean Williams hurt his calf a couple of weeks ago. I mean, it's just fire up Sean Williams confidently week one is kind of what I'm trying to say, uh, especially against the Chargers. I could see I could see that. Like, again, that's going to be a plus matchup for all those defensive guys. Uh, Tracy Walker, we got him playing Chicago. He was really, really good last year. If anybody knows that, I think he like, had over 100 tackles in 11, 12 games. Um, I have seen some people throwing out some FUD, that's fear, uncertainty, and doubt in the interwebs over Tracy Walker because he's been running with the twos. My theory on that is because they had uh, Harris or this other guy with the ones. My theory on that is Tracy Walker played with the ones all last offseason. They're getting reps to these other guys in the first team offense or defense. Tracy Walker is running with the twos. They said he was clearly the best player on the twos. I think they're just trying to get these other guys kind of up to speed. So I'm still playing Tracy Walker confidently as a DB one week one. Um, and that's that. So, uh, Jesse Bates comes in at 10. We know what he is. He's a tackle beast. Um, he lets a lot of, you know, he lets, he lets people catch balls and then he tackles them. So over hundred tackle tackles last two seasons. I love that about him. Fire him up against the chargers. He and Von Bell are just one spot away from each other. 
Uh, Tyron Matthew plays Houston Thursday night. I got him at 11. I love the Honey Badger. He's an impact play player. He doesn't get super high tackle numbers. I think his career high is an 89. But he's been he's been healthy the last three seasons all the way through. Um, if you guys follow Tom Kilsenberry on Twitter, he has got uh, Tyron Matthew, I believe, has his DB1 going into the season. So that's high praise from a guy who likes to keep his praise under wraps a lot. So I'm in on Tyron Matthew. He's in on Tyron Matthew even more than I am. And I think week one, you know, this is going to be a shootout and should be an interesting game. So I think Tyron Matthew has the ability to 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 produce for you guys in week one in a high level. Uh, and then Taylor Rapp finishing out. Similar situation to John Johnson. He's one of the only guys on that team I trust. I know he's going to play basically all the snaps, or at least he did last year. Um, I know he was good at what he did. So with the linebacker situation being eh, I can see this being a good matchup for John Johnson and for Taylor Rapp both. I mean, either of them could finish. You know, I could flip-flop them, honestly. I could put Rapp at five, and I could put Rapp, uh, you know Johnson at 12. I'm playing both of them as ones week one. So... Let's get to 13 through 24. All right, 13 I have, Terrell Edmonds. Um, like I said, you know, I've mentioned a lot of Steelers. Steelers defense is just loaded with playmakers. Terrell Edmonds apparently has had a really, really good camp. Um, that's what all the beat reporters have said. That's what all the reports have been coming out, that he looks like he's taken that step forward. Uh, for a guy that had over 100 tackles last year quietly, I like to hear that. I like to hear that we're going to get a little bit more out of him. And he's got a good matchup to get to show show some things off. You know, he gets the Giants, a team that is, I mean, I mean, if there's a butt fumble of a team right now, it's probably the Giants, uh, you know, fumble, fumble Jones. So I think this could be a good game for him to start the season off with a little bit of a boom. Marlon Humphreys comes in at 14, a cornerback at 14. Yes, um, he plays the, the <clears throat> Cleveland Browns. Baker threw the second most interceptions last year. I know it's a new regime, new people there, all that. This is still Marlon Humphreys, um, one of the best corners in the league. I actually have three defensive backs from uh, the Ravens in this next 12 guys. He's the first one. But I'll just kind of bring all three of them up. I got Marcus Peters at 18, and then I got Chuck Clark at 17. The, the odds of an interception happening in this game, with, with especially with Peters and um, Humphreys, are high. I mean, Marcus Peters is consistently against like five, six interceptions a year. Baker threw a bunch this last year. Marlon Humphreys, I mean, they're going to have to throw because we know that the Ravens are going to score. They're going to put them in situations where they have to go downfield to Odell Beckham, where they're having to get to Jarvis Landry. Um, and then Austin Hooper over the middle, then like Chuck Clark comes in. So I think this is going to be a, a – I want I want to start one of these guys or all of these guys in any of the leagues I have them 100% of my defensive backs. Um, so Humphreys, great play. Chuck Clark, great play. Marcus Peters, in my opinion, great play week one. Uh, Jonathan Abrams, I have him at 15. A little scary, guys. We've only seen him play a short while in the NFL. I mean, not even a full game. He did have, I think, three or six tackles, something like that. He had a pretty good number of tackles in the short span. But he's playing Carolina. I'm not overly confident that Carolina is going to keep that offense out there for a long time, but the turnover potential is there and Jonathan Abrams probably going to be out to try to prove something again. So I have him at 15. I think, you know, he's, they just cut Demarius Randall. You know, he's basically locked up that, that safety position that you want. Uh, Minka Fitzpatrick coming in at 16, another stealer. Yes. Another stealer. Cause this is Minka Fitzpatrick and he's awesome. He's playing the giants. This guy is going to get, I mean, if he doesn't catch an interception on Monday night football, I don't know what I'll do, but I'll 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 be mad about it. Almost as mad as it, as if uh, T.J. Watt doesn't get a sack. Let's put it that way. Um, 
Chuck Clark, Marcus Peters, 17 and 18. I already talked about them. Justin Simmons, 19. Uh, this Denver defense should be on the field a good bit. He is a great coverage uh, safety, you know, box safety or free safety. Gets tackles for loss. Uh, probably one of the more underrated players in the NFL defensively. And he's playing Tennessee. We know this offense can can move the ball down the field and keep it going. So I expect uh, Justin Simmons to get a lot of work uh, week one. Kevin Byard, ball hawk, playing Drew uh, Drew Locke. So, you know, there's a chance for the interception there. I love Kevin Byard. Uh, Kyle Duggar, Kari Willis, Jeremy Chin, and Davis White finished out. Kyle Duggar, they said it has been the best pay- player at Patriots camp. Um, defensive player at Patriots camp. People have been going on and on about him. He's going to be a weapon all over the field. Also going to be doing kick returns and punt returns, they said. So there's an easy way to get some some points if you're in a league. IDP 1-2-3 leagues, one of my favorite variations or customizations is to have punt return and kick return yards in there. So if you're in an IDP 1-2-3 league like that or just in a league that has those in it, you know, he's a guy that you're going to want to look at a little bit more closely than maybe Jeremy Chin, who is a, is a darling right now in the IDP uh, community because we know he's going to play linebacker snaps, which we love for a defensive back. Um, so Kari Willis, he's going to be the starting strong safety in Indianapolis, as far as I can tell. And he gets Jacksonville. You know, we had um, Justin Houston, DeForest Buckner, also in the top 24 this week. Uh, we have um, Darius Leonard. I'm forgetting Darius Leonard's name, guys. You can tell I haven't slept a lot lately. Uh, so but he's uh, in the top, you know, top five, top five of his position. Kari Willis, you know, this defense is going to give Jacksonville some some trouble. So I'm expecting some turnover opportunities and uh, some tackle opportunities for Kari Willis there. And then Jeremy Chin, like I said, just about him, he's you know he's going to be playing some linebacker snaps. You'd love to see that. And then Tredavis White plays in New York Jets. There's another guy who's probably going to have a pick week one. He just got a big deal. He got a, um, a four-year, $70 million deal with the team. Uh, good for him. He's a great player, great player to watch. He plays with the right kind of attitude. He always seems to be honing his craft, getting better. Uh, he took a team-friendly deal, which uh, – for what for what they gave him and you know he wants he believes in buffalo i believe in buffalo and to get the jets week one i mean he's gonna want to he's gonna ball so he rounds out my top 24 for y'all so we did it that is my top 24 rankings for d-line linebacker and defensive back for week one um thanks for coming on this journey with me guys i i really hope that you all sincerely hope that you all go out and win this week. You crush your competition. You let them know what's up. Um, Leave a review for the show. We'd appreciate that. A five-star rating. Tell your friends, share this episode with people, share it with your league mates, get everybody's, you know, the sharper the people are in your league, the more fun it is, the more competitive it is. So that means sharing resources, sharing tools, tell your friends about the show, tell your league mates about the show. Uh, Like I said, leave a review, send me a screenshot on Twitter and I will pick a winner for the Dynasty GM and the Nerd Herd giveaway. And that will be, like I said, uh, September 20th. And yeah, that's all from me. That's going to end it. IDP Army, go out, kick some ass week one, and make sure you tell them who sent you. Let the rain hit the sand. Build a house on a rock, got a plan. Gotta get stocks, keep them bands. Hear the clock tick, blades on a fan. Used to be mundane on a Monday. Now you have fun day on a Sunday. Cause you're switching it up and you're living it up. You ain't-